Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. This weekend, divisional round of the playoffs, a lot going on, four really, really big games. Let's get right into it. What's the first game, Ben? We got Minnesota at San Francisco. That's going to be a good one. That is going to be a good game. Be a real good one. I like where we're going. Two teams are very, very well matched. Now, the question is, I'll pose this question to you. Will the 49ers offense complement the 49ers defense? Yes. You think so? Yes. They're going to shut down Cook. I mean, define shut down for a guy like Dalvin Cook. Um, 18 carries. 92 yards, no touchdowns. Well, the carries aren't really indicative of the defense. He can he can rush for 30 times and not, you know, he can rush 30 times and not <laughs> have a lot of yards. Right. What'd you say for yardage? 92. And and if no. That, if that's shutting him down, and no touchdowns. If that's shutting him down, then yeah, they can do that. Okay. I, I mean, mean, look at their injury report. There's two or three guys on their injury report. Their uh, 49ers are healthy, and even one of the guys on the report, D Ford, said he's playing. Oh well, then he—that's not good news for um, Kirk Cousins. No, because uh, now this, you have that rotation going again. This, and, when, and when they were clicking, that's what they had going on. This defense that was so menacing and be early and middle parts of the season, they kind of fell off a little bit because of injuries. Is not only had last week off, but it's now fully healthy at home in the biggest game that franchise has had in well since the last Super Bowl appearance, which was. Um, seven years ago now, six, seven years ago? Yeah, something like that. They're going to be ready. And, and that, that Minnesota defense didn't play as well all year as it played against the Saints, who oh, seemed to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot in the playoffs every year. I think I think that was directly I, – I, the direct cause was not having that rotation on the defensive line. I think it it, it just made it – Gave more reps to all those guys in the front, and they built that defense on rotating in all these players so they're fresh. What, Minnesota? No. Uh, oh, I thought we were talking about San Francisco. No, no, no. Do you say can the, can the 49ers offense match the yeah. defense? Yeah. And I said, yeah, because I don't think Minnesota's defense is as good as it played against the Saints. Oh, okay. I, I lost you for a second. And then I do know for anybody out there saying the Saints didn't shoot themselves in the foot last year. Yes, they did. Because all they did was cry after that one call. Right. And they essentially did what the Cubs did with the whole Steve Bartman foul ball catch. They said that the game was over before it ended, and they started feeling sorry for themselves. I know I'm mixing sports here, but if you're a sports fan, you know what I'm talking about. So you still have to play the remainder of the game even if something doesn't go your way. You can't just cry about it and then tweet about it afterwards. Because that guess what that doesn't do? Doesn't help you at all. Doesn't teach you anything. Doesn't make you better. Let it go and move on. It could actually, it could potentially affect you the following season if you sit on it too long. Yeah, and and you want to see a team that's affected by a call from the previous year? Watch the Saints this year. Any time a call went against them, right? And I have nothing against New Orleans Saints. I'm not. I'm not anti New Orleans. I have no natural rivalry with, with them because of my team. Not at all. But I mean, I'm just just looking at what I'm seeing on TV. And I don't even mean the fans. The fans are going to be pissed. I get that. Yeah. I want the players. The players have to, have to be more professional. The coach, too. The coach, as well, absolutely the coach. The entire coaching staff. You and, can't have people out there feeding the fire. And he's the one who rammed that 
new rule down the throat of the NFL. Yeah, a so, ridiculous rule that didn't do anything but make the games longer and more confusing. And what's he going to do this offseason to make it worse? He wants the three-man booth now. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah the three-man booth. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, that's a great decision. I mean, if, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, really. I mean, it, it's the greatest idea. Let's put three people in charge of one idea. Because I know how decisive NFL refs already are. Never mind having three of them have to agree on something. Oh, yeah. Because they'll, they'll come to a fluid uh, decision within yeah, 10 within seconds. seconds. No problem. Absolutely. Anyway, look, back to this game. Yeah. Back to the Minnesota San Fran game. I don't think it's going to be a route by any means. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. And, I mean, Delvin Cook's one of those guys where I don't expect him to go nuts against San Fran with that defensive line, just that defense in general. But if he did, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have him in our, our banker tank. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, playoff selections, which we're going to go through later. I don't have him as the leading rusher. I don't have him going nuts. Right. But he's a damn good player, and he's a guy who can take over a game. He is that. He's a special kind of running back. Absolutely. He very right. well could take the game over. He could. I I don't see why it's not possible. It all depends on. Really, it all depends on what the offense can, uh, the the passing game can contribute to the running game. Because if they got nothing going on, and you got Diggs dropping passes, and Thielen maybe can't get open, well, now you're going to have problems because now they load the box, and he's shut down. Well, Thielen's proved that when he's healthy, he doesn't have to be open to catch the ball. True. The problem is, uh, if you haven't seen, he had stitches on his ankle. I believe today, and we're, re- we're recording this on you know Thursday evening. So he just recently had stitches. Anybody who's ever had stitches knows they're tender for quite some time. Yeah. Now, granted, with the technology they have in their medical department, they're uh, if he can be on the field at all, he will be. Right. But I mean, if it's a safety concern, he's going to be out. And if the Allen's not in that game, forget it. They'll get blown Forget out. It. You, you, you can't rely on Diggs to be the guy. He's a great number two, and he can go off sometimes. Uh, Stefan Diggs is like Amari Cooper 2.0. Yes, I realize that. Where, I mean, he will absolutely go nuts sometimes and catch his five for 160 and three touchdowns, and then you'll throw a three-yard, you know, <laughs> three-yard uh, screen pass to him, and, uh, yeah, he's uh drops it. Yes. Hits him, right, hits, hits him right in the hands, right in the weak spot. I think the only concern I'll have for the 49ers is how fluid this offense will be. Uh, the offense will be. It, it's you have you're running three running, essentially three running backs out there. Uh, Burita, um, the guy I picked, uh, Will uh, Mostert, and Tevin um, Coleman, and Tevin Coleman. Thank you, thank you. Um. It's all about Jimmy. I, I know it's a it's a great defense. Don't get me wrong; it's a great defense. But you still need that offense to produce sure. because what we, what do we always say? You can have a great defense, but if your offense can't stay on the field and give your defense time to rest, and you just keep three and out, three and out, three and out, eventually the other team's going to crack through. Yeah, so. that's one of the reasons we're watching eight other teams this weekend and not our team. Right. So, because they couldn't do that. And and if if you give Minnesota the opportunity to keep running the ball, run the ball, because we know, we know they're going to run the ball. 
Um, and we've seen Shanahan firsthand in a Super Bowl when he's supposed to, when he should run the ball, pass. I mean, it's it's yes. it's, it's on it's it's documented that he he when he should run the ball he passed. Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, Dalvin Cook is special, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And if he can take the game over, Minnesota can score early and get ahead. They're in really good shape. Minnesota gets behind and they have to throw. Forget it. They're done. If this is a fast starting game for the 49ers and Jimmy G goes out there and throws for, you know, two touchdowns in the first quarter, and Minnesota's playing from behind, no, forget it. I see in this in this entire weekend, I see. Because of the because of the opposition, because we know Houston came back last weekend, I see two teams that could come back from a twenty fifteen to twenty points down, beginning the second half. Okay, That's Kansas for, City. Oh, I was going to guess that we were going to play a game here. Kansas City, and the second one would be. Oh well, now you want me to guess? Nah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm... I'd say Kansas City uh-huh. and Green Bay. No, nah, I was gonna go Seattle. I, I don't. Think, I don't think with no running game, I don't think they can do that. I think they got enough passing in the um, enough passing game to get them where they need to be. And I did for Green Bay. I just ugh, it's and we'll get to that. But Green Bay's offense can be oh, they suspect. can disappear completely. Absolutely, yeah. they can also go nuts. That's why they're they're a very strange very strange case. And um, without getting without revealing too much for our picks, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards uh, offense. Uh, the 49ers playing a complete game, offense, defense, special teams. Sure. So I, I just don't see as special as Dalvin Cook is. I just it's hard to see Minnesota's defense playing up to the level of. The 49ers, even though last year, just last year, Minnesota was that juggernaut defense. And unfortunately, you know, they didn't make it. Which stinks for them, but there you go. So, instead of, we are going to originally do the banker tank at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a better idea to kind of keep the discussion fresh in people's minds. To do, give our picks... Right after we cover each game. I mean, I'm going to post them anyway on tomorrow. So yeah, yeah I'm sure so, I mean, we may as well. That way we can just we can go through all four of them, and then we'll move on to the next game. So, so I mean, clearly I picked San Francisco. I picked San Fran as well. I think it'll be a good game, but uh, I, I don't. I, there's just too much talent on that team. Defense is way too stacked, yeah. and they're healthy. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. Like they're. Probably the most complete and dangerous team, fully healthy in the league. So, who do you got for what do you got for a score? Uh, I'm going to go 33-21, San Francisco. I have 34-27. Uh, I'm going to so outside of uh, passing, which is going to be Kirk Cousins, everything else is 49ers. Um, Mostert's going to lead in running, and Kittle is going to be leader in receiving. I agree with your rushing and receiving leaders. I have Mostert and Kittle as well. I think Jimmy G is going to be the leading passer, though. I just don't think Minnesota is going to – I think they're going to fall behind in this game. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, who a 
apparently shows up for the first time in 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 eight eight nine year career, if maybe not that long, but shows up for the first time in a big game, and all of a sudden they're acting like he's the second coming of Joe Montana. Do it, this, yeah. Do it this weekend, and you might have a little bit more. Oh, uh, for hundred percent. He goes out this weekend and he beats the 49ers yeah. in San Fran in this game. I'll, I'll change my tune a lot. So let me ask you, though, before we move on. If Dalvin runs for two bills, puts in two two scores, and they win 17-10, to 10, is that a Kirk Cousins win? I mean, that's a Minnesota Vikings win, okay. which is what matters. He's but, not costing them the game, so sure, I'll give him some credit for that, too. Okay. I'm, just, not, I'm not here to try to rip on a guy. i got nothing against him. I mean, I don't have anything against any of these players. I'm just, I'm just, you know, we're just giving our opinions. Yeah. And I, I don't think for what they paid him to come in and be the guy, he's done anything even close to proving he's lived up to that contract. And barely beating a team has a history of shooting themselves in the foot in the right. playoffs. Yep. When Dalvin Cook was clearly the catalyst of that offense, let's stop acting like Kirk Cousins is the guy who led them to victory. Let's be realistic here. And, and if you have, because I didn't see Dalvin Cook, I'm assuming he ran pretty well. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I can look at the numbers. Okay, I'm not. I'm not talking about the numbers. I'm talking about looking at him and seeing how he ran. Yeah, uh, you look. You look good to me when I watched him. I mean, if you have a 70 percent Dalvin Cook, are you winning that game? No. You need you need you need absolutely top form Dalvin Cook. If you have, give me you'll put your generic running back. I'll, unfortunately, I'm going to say this name. You put Sony Michelle in for Dalvin Cook. Are the Minnesota Vikings winning that last God, week? No, no, right. no. So you put anybody underneath a top tier running back in the right. place of Dalvin Cook, which Dalvin Cook is a top tier running back. You put anybody in there underneath that level. They're not winning because Kirk Cousins can't win it. And it's a, that's not a knock. There's a lot of really, really good quarterbacks who can't win a game by themselves. Right. I mean, it takes somebody really, really special to carry a game on their shoulders and make everybody around them better. Kirk Cousins isn't one of those guys. The Vikings have a, have a $28 million a year game manager who can, who can from time to time go out there and throw for 300 yards. But yet he's got all these weapons. Yeah. He has a tight end who can catch. He has two outstanding receivers. A pretty good offensive line, great running backs, and I mean he just continues to look. Eh. So there are some there are some quarterbacks that wish they had those kind of weapons. Yeah, if you put five or six players quarterbacks mm-hmm. who are on non playoff teams, you can pick a few of them. If you put them in his place, Minnesota's got a bye week last week. Bye week, possible number one yeah. seed, favorite. Your defense looks better because your offense is flowing better. And now you now you have that maybe that Minnesota defense is the defense from last year and year before. And you're rolling. But I they have what as, they have. They as o- a great man once said, it is what it is. They overpaid for Kirk Cousins and I mean they're they're you know, they're in a position. They're one one away from the NFC championship game. And they better they better win this year. Yeah, he he. Kirk Cousins could go out and have a tremendous game. I mean, he could go out and complete twenty five passes for three hundred yards and throw three touchdowns. And Dalvin Cook might not be affected. It's possible. I've seen crazier things. 
but I, I just don't think with this fully healthy Niners defense and a, Thiel, an, a banged up Adam Thielen, 49ers are going to get off to a hot start. If they get if they get up to a 10-14 point lead, and the Niners or excuse me, and the Vikings have to throw the ball, it's going to be a really really ugly game. That's bad news for them. All well, right. speaking of what I think will probably be the best game of the weekend, I know that people are kind of picking uh, Seattle and Green Bay for that. I think it'll be Tennessee and Baltimore. You think so? I think that'll be. I think people think Baltimore is going to steamroll Tennessee. The team I saw last week, not only against the Patriots, but the previous few weeks, I know they didn't win all those games. They had some injuries, and they were kind of you know testing some things out on offense. They just look really, really solid. That defense is legit. Uh, I mean, after seeing how Logan Ryan played last weekend, I, I, I would not be surprised to see him get defensive player of the year. He certainly has played up to it in every aspect. The offense is what it needs to be. Tannehill has had some 300-yard games. He's gone out and thrown the ball around, and they've also run through people. And Baltimore is known for their their, their parity on offense, not for their dominant defense like they had years years past. Right. Very good defense. Yeah, they're not schmucks or nothing. No. But, I mean, they're... I mean, uh, Marcus Peters... And Earl Thomas do not strike fear the way Ray Lewis and Ed Reed did. Right. But just be honest. I don't mean any disrespect. They're fine players, but they're not those guys. They take advantage of a offense that just goes down the field, ball control, has the ball for nine, ten minutes. And then scores. And then scores. Yeah. Not field goals all the time. Right. Mostly touchdowns. Mostly touchdowns. Which is, it's a killer. And then you just keep rolling. And then, you know, if you're, if you're, New England, you go three and out, and then they get the ball back, and then they do another ten minute drive. It's just like, well, that's what killed the Patriots in that game right. against them. It's just, it's I mean, just it you, <laughs> you can't do nothing with it if your defense by before before this the half is over is already hands on the hips, you know, gasping for air because the Ravens, as usual, are just rolling down and leaning on you like a heavyweight boxer is just. Pounding you, right hook, left hook, it, it's it's not pretty when they're rolling. Now, speaking of not pretty, not to rain on Baltimore's parade, they only have two players on the injury report. And who are they? Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews. That's a concern. Yeah, if you're named Mark and you play for Baltimore, be careful. Yeah, um, I have Baltimore rolling, but I'm going to stick with the pick. Even I in don't. spite of in spite of Ingram, I'm going to stick with my picks because I feel like this this could be it. Like for Baltimore, as as crazy as that is, it, this could be it. Because as I've said before, the offense runs through Lamar, but the offense the offense the way it's built doesn't go anywhere unless you have Mark Ingram, and I mean. Healthy, Mark, this healthy yeah. Mark Ingram. And how how do you replace that Mark Ingram if he takes, if he loses half a stack next year and he can't bust through the line as quickly with the acceleration that he has and maybe he loses a little bit with the toughness. And this league adapts really well. Yeah. These, 
even the worst NFL team that is a joke on Sundays is so far superior to most other forms of football, whether it be professional, amateur, whatever, on the face of the earth, than you're ever going to find. I mean, you can take the, the Bengals, who had a terrible year, awful, won the Joe Burrow sweepstakes. They did. Congratulations. Uh, poor kid. They would go out there and steamroll just about any other team not in the NFL. You're saying if they went to the CFL, they would steamroll the entire league? I mean, I, to be honest, I'd have to watch a little more CFL, which I'm not going to do, so I'll just say yes. Eh. There's I a mean, few I don't different, know. I mean, I'm sure there's some talent up there. But I'm sure there's talent up there, but I mean, I don't know. They would, they would steamroll. You're right. I mean, I, they, with the exchange rate, they'd get 10 points for every touchdown. <laughs> So you just had to throw that out there, huh? I mean, well, I'm, I don't know. Am I wrong? I don't know how that works, but whatever. No, I mean, it is a big deal if if those guys can't be a hundred percent, because Mark Andrews has proved to be a top level tight end. Yes, yes, he's been absolutely phenomenal all year, and for all you know, they're keeping these guys out of practice and being easy on them just just for the sake of maintenance. They could be absolutely fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're not doing nothing wrong, but. If they're really not 100%, that is going to be a test and also another test. We're going to find out a lot about their mental toughness because we've seen throughout the years a team kind of come out of nowhere and have a monster season and go, I mean, we had the Vikings years ago who went 15-1, and one, almost had an undefeated regular season, and then got beaten in their first playoff game. Yeah. It, it's, I don't, it has happened. I don't see that happening to Baltimore. Well, actually, based on my pick for the game, I do see that happening in Baltimore. Yeah. But we're going to find that a lot. If they have the mental toughness to match what they've already shown on the field, look out. Because they're going to be hard for anybody to stop, even high-caliber playoff teams. Even a San Fran, even a Green Bay, they're going to have a hard time stopping these guys when it comes to the Super Bowl. So we obviously know who's who's picking who. So, what do you got? I have Tennessee winning 21-20. to 20 Okay. In a very close, competitive game. Could even come down to a last-minute field goal, last-few-minute field goal. Uh, it, it, it's nothing against what Baltimore's done this year, but I think with their injuries, uh, the way Tennessee can play defense and really fly around the ball, really, really – the matchup should give Baltimore a lot of trouble. And we're, like I said, we're going to find out a lot about Baltimore. We are. That mental toughness, man, that's that's way different animal in the playoffs in the regular season. So we'll see. What do you got? Taking Baltimore 35-18. Oof. Okay. I got them rolling. Okay. I like, I like Derrick Henry. I like what the Texans are doing. I like what they're building. It, it It's just I need to see someone – like someone stop the Ravens in this, you know, second half of the season. Cause obviously the first half they're figuring stuff out. So yeah, they took a, tough, a couple losses. They lost to Cleveland and I held that against them for the longest time until they just started rolling, rolling, yeah. rolling. Yeah. They and got over like, that. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I, I, um, I concede you you got an offense that just rolls down the field yeah, they're, they're and dangerous. just weighs on you. Yeah. But it is a concern. On both sides, Ingram and Andrews, because they run that three tight end offense, 
a three tight end offense doesn't work if one of the tight ends isn't healthy. No. And I the would best say, of the three tight ends isn't healthy. Exactly. He is the most important one. Yeah. Because you if you lock up Mark Andrews with one of your better corners, safeties, linebackers, now the other two are free to get catches. And that's how they've beaten some other teams. I have Tannehill leading this game in passing. As do I. I have Mark Ingram, in spite of him being on the injury report, leading and running. In spite of having Tennessee winning and what Henry has been able to do, I have Lamar Jackson as the leading rusher in the game. Exciting. I don't think that's you're. I don't think you're gonna be the only person picking him either. I don't think so either. Um, AJ Brown. Yep, my boy. Yep, me too. I got him too. He's gonna take it, even though you got all these other pieces that can do it. Even Hollywood Brown could do it. It's gonna be AJ Brown. Well, AJ Brown, if he does it, he's gonna get it on like nine or ten catches. Whereas if it's Hollywood Brown, it's going to be three catches for like 180 yards. And it, and it's kind of sad that Tannehill didn't get in this game, you know, the the start earlier. AJ Brown could could have fought Kyler Murray for that Rookie of the Year. Oh, I remember when we did that. I was telling you, I was trying to find some way, yeah, to justify giving it to AJ Brown because. He but, got he got a late start because Marcus Mariota was just incompetent at getting receivers the ball, and Tannehill came in what week five or six. So yeah, you're you're like talking you're talking a, a good portion of the season. AJ Brown had nobody reliable to throw him that ball, and he still put up the numbers he put up. Side note: Would it surprise you because of how he finished? And I don't want to say Kyler ended bad, but he had a rough last start and he didn't play week 17 and not, not only did he not, did he have a rough start he actually um, had to exit the game in week 16 did AJ Brown sneak in and get the award no I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it because I think he's a tremendous player but I think Kyler Kyler really changed the f- entire feel of that Cardinals team yeah. And he's, I think he's very much proved that he's a legitimate player. And not that AJ hasn't, but we, we, we know we know how this league works. If there's a quarterback who can get the award, the quarterback's going to get the award. Because if it's not Kyler Murray, you know who it's going to be. Daniel Jones. Oh, no way. I don't think so. No, but I mean, if, if Kyler doesn't get it, like to your point, it's it's a quarterback-driven league. So uh, odds are, I think, Kyler, if Kyler Murray doesn't get it, which I think he will, there's a good chance that it's going to be Daniel Jones. Just because of how the league operates. I, I honestly think, I know what I just said, but if it isn't Kyler, I think it's absolutely A.J. Brown. Well, I agree. i just concerned how the league's going to. Yeah. But we shall see, sir. Now, you're concerned about the league. If I were Houston, I'd be concerned about Kansas City. Oh, they should be. Because I've, I'm not going to spoil it. But you have this game a lot closer than I do. I do. But I also have it a shootout. Yeah. I, I have, have it, I have it reminiscent of last year's AFC Championship game. I have Kansas City essentially wiping Houston off the map. Which I wish Buffalo did last week. Because then it would force 
the Texans to reevaluate, not the Tex, not just the Texans, the Texan ownership to reevaluate the entire football operations. Football operations, they have like two guys running the entire team. They refuse yeah. to hire a general manager. Bill O'Brien and yeah, and, and that's the, it. And the owner, that's and the, it. And the character coach from New England. Their front office is just two of them yelling at each other with megaphones back and forth all day. Like right. they don't like they, they don't think they need these key positions. And then you look at the product on the field. Yeah, they're winning. You have two all all world talents like DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. And yeah, they're they're in the playoffs and they're winning. But if you actually put a competent, fully functional team behind them, maybe you wouldn't have Watson's career shortened. I, I, in theory, obviously we don't know yet. Hopefully not. Oh, he's still getting beaten this year. Yeah, and it's not the first year. No, he's young and he's mobile. But how long does that last, man? It doesn't. Like it, it it's, if you can't look at Marcus, and you can't go get anybody in the draft because you just gave up two first round picks for for an ineffective offensive lineman to protect him. Air quotes. It, it, right, the way that team is it, the way that teams run is like they just have like a spinning dartboard and you just randomly throw darts like oh we're gonna draft a running back even though we have seven how about an offensive line how about you get your talent some help and you actually you actually got a nice little throw in with um kenny stills in that oh in yeah that trade but yet again who didn't play last weekend for the texans at wide receiver because he was injured fuller again will fuller how he's in? He's been in the league for like what three years? Every year he's injured. Feel bad for the kid, man, because when he's on the field, he's he's a game changer. I but know. he just can't stay it, healthy. It, but yet, yet you spent the draft capital. I gotta assume it was a second, but it could have been a first on William Fuller to be your two to your DeAndre Hopkins one. And nope, we're not going to get offense line. We're going to get another receiver to pair. With Andre Hop- DeAndre Hopkins, and it just—it's manifesting itself in Deshaun Watson taking a beating. The last Texans quarterback to take a beating had a short career. Remember his name? David Carr. Yeah, well, and he took a beating. Well, I mean, Deshaun I, Watson has more talent in his pinky than David, David Carr has an entire body. I'm so. not going to disagree with that. But David Carr took a beating in in the league because he had no offensive line. Yeah, I mean you can you can say what you want about because I think they got Tony Baselli in the um, expansion draft, but I think Tony Baselli at that point was out the pasture, if you will. It's it's just and it's and it's. I don't think it's going to reflect itself this weekend because they have some, the Kansas City Chiefs have a some age in their um, defensive line. Although Chris Jones is a is a game breaker, um, I just don't know if he's going to be as effective. And their edge their edge pressure is Frank Clark and Justin. I don't know Justin Houston. He's in Indianapolis. They have somebody else. I can't think off the top of my head. Just to um, finish up your whole Will Fuller point before, yeah, he was a first-round pick. Oh, see, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. You have an all-world receiver, and you you can't protect your quarterback. But let's. I mean, they're not all they're not all hits. In the Although, first in round. fairness, uh, Watson wasn't Watson taken in that draft. 
I don't know. No, he was taken in 2017. Because this is the third season. Never mind. Yeah, forget it. He was actually taken after Fuller, so they, can't, they couldn't get somebody to protect someone they haven't drafted yet. Correct. So, but, okay. But. Point still stands. Point still stands. You didn't protect. Well, actually, before Watson, they didn't have anything. No, they had nothing to. No, that's. Do not disparage the name of Brock Osweiler. I can and I will. <laughs> you should because he's awful. Along with the, all the other dregs that they raked through, I don't even remember all their names either. And, well, Tom that, Savage. That's another point. That front office, the lack of a front office. They gave, they signed Brock Osweiler to an asinine contract and then had to give him up while still paying him the guaranteed money and sending a second-round pick to Cleveland just to get rid of the contract. Yep. So they signed the guy who was supposed to be the solution, and he caused a bigger problem. And I don't believe Brock ever played it down for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think so. No, I think they straight up cut him before I think the they did, yeah, season. and he went somewhere else. I don't uh, Denver. Oh, went back to Denver? I think he went back to Denver. I don't remember that. I don't, I don't really follow Brock. At Osweiler. one point, he went back to Denver because it was Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler and um, Trevor Simeon. Oh, this was this was Pax. I think this was this was Paxton Lynch's rookie season. By the way, he, he went nowhere either. Yeah, he did. First round pick. Good for agency wire. First round pick. Yeah. Another one that just went nowhere. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want it on the record. Before we get to the next game, or before we finish this one, I predicted Josh Rosen to be a bust. I'm on the track of him being a bust. I mean, it's only year two, but you're looking pretty good so far. I am. Uh, but I will I will go on the other side. I thought um, Johnny Football would be successful. Well, they can't all be uh, they can't all be home runs. Um, so let's uh, let's get to our picks for this game. Yes, sir. So have, you have. Uh, we both have Kansas, Kansas City. We got Kansas City winning. You have your score? 42-38. 42-38. I have, like I said, Kansas City beating them senseless at 41-16. And I don't think it's going to be even that close. My concern is just the defense. That's it. If I see... I mean, Tyron Matthew might have a little to play for because of he was in Houston last year. I just don't know what they're going to – I just don't know what iteration of defense they're going to have. I have no faith in Houston showing up on the road in the big game at all. Even a mediocre uh, Chiefs defense yeah. can can do what they need to do against them. I think we agree on passing. Passing will be Patrick Mahomes. Yep. yep. Running. Damian Williams. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Could be possible. Unfortunately, he's going to be running for his life. He's a receiver. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. McCole Hardman. Interesting move. Interesting I, move. I think, you know, I think Tyreek Kill is the easy answer. I think if they're going to cover anybody, it's going to be Hill. Yeah. Hardman has proved – he's proved he has potential. He's shown flashes here and there. I think he puts it all together. Why don't you go to Marcus Robertson then? Because his name's not McCole Hardman. Fair enough. I almost I almost went uh, with Kelsey. I but, could see that. I could see that too. But the big the big play potential, yes, against a very questionable. It it plays into my prediction for the game in its entirety is what it does. Yes, yeah. is because if I if I went with your score right, forty two to whatever it was, sixteen sixteen. Thank you. It won't be that close. Even um, then maybe Travis Kelsey makes more of a sense uh, because they you know. Houston would get shut down, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be a shutdown. I just don't. But 
I do see Kansas City pulling this one out. Our final game, sir. Seattle and Green Bay at Lambeau Field. It's going to be really cold. Could be snowy. Is it? I don't know, dude. I just figured Green Bay in January is going to be cold. You assume. But you know what happens when you assume. Yeah. Yeah, you lose to Seattle in the playoffs. Uh, Let's see. Unfortunately, no. It'll be, well, it it, it snows on Saturday, not Sunday. But it's going to be 22 degrees. I mean, it gets cold and gets cold and uh, uncomfortable in Seattle, also. So, I mean, Seahawks aren't totally out of their element there. And that's twenty-two degrees. That's not exactly how it might not feel. It might feel a lot colder. I wouldn't worry about the cold because, like I said, it gets it can get. I've never been to Seattle, but yeah. I hear it can get very cold and damp and and just not like just that kind of cold where it's like it may, it may not seem that cold, right? But, it's, but there's no sun shining because it's raining and all this. and They can get the way in Seattle. So if it's, just, if it's just cold, yeah, I don't worry about Seattle. I really don't. Even if it's 10 degrees, I don't worry about Seattle. So, if it's snowing and precipitation, that's a different story. That is a different story, yeah. Because I don't think it snows very much in Seattle. Correct so, me if I'm wrong. So what's going to be the difference? What's going to be the difference in this game? And what's what's, if anything, what can Seattle do? That they didn't do last week. Um, get a time machine. Okay. To the play before Chris Carson got hurt. Oh. Take him out. Don't want him to go back in that game. So you have him for this Sunday. Oh, okay. That's about it. As far as anything they can do to make it better for themselves, I mean, Green Bay can play defense. Yes. Green Bay's defense is much better than the Eagles' defense. They're going to be home. And... That is a big home. It may not be a bigger home field advantage aside from the, and I hate this, the 12th man in Seattle <laughs> than at Lambeau Field. I mean, just the history there, the legacy there. The Seahawks have their back against the wall with nothing for a running game aside from Russell Wilson, which shouldn't be. Your go-to guy on the ground. No, he's your franchise quarterback. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't risk want it. that. If they if, if Seattle can't run the ball, Seattle can't win this game. So I think they can. I think they have a possibility of winning this game, even if they can't run the ball. I think they have enough in the passing game, and they're creative enough in the passing game. And I don't know what that offense is going to do for Green Bay. They're just very perplexing sometimes. Absolutely, I agree. They've, they've there's been times they've disappeared against very mediocre teams. I also want to remind people though, don't just jump full bore on this DK Metcalf hype train. The kid is a monster. Yes, and he has all the potential in the world. And I think of all the receivers in that draft, he has the brightest future. There's However, there has been times this year where he's been shut down. And let's 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 not act like he went out there and got 150 yards every game. He's had a couple of two three catch for for very low yardage games. If they cannot run the ball, meaning Seattle, Green Bay is smart enough and better on defense than the Eagles to know they got to double this guy. They got to be they got to be much. There's a lot more talent. Who, who would you rather have, mm-hmm. uh, Mills from the Eagles on this kid? 
Or Jair Alexander. I don't think Jair will be on him. If if they're intelligent enough, they take Jair Alexander and they have him trail uh, Lockett. Then you have no running and, game and you have Lockett shut down. And you 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 double DK. Yeah. That's and you be and you be real physical with the kid. Because maybe you can shut him, even though he's a physical guy. There have been physical receivers in this league. Yet if you push back enough, they shut down. Yep. Absolutely, they will shut down. We've seen it time and time again. Some some receivers just can't handle, handle the physicality, even though they are imposing figures on their own. And I got, like I said, I got nothing against this kid. He, he's showing a lot of potential. Yeah. I think coming next year with Lockett in him there in a running game again. And Russell. Yeah, that's what I mean. You still have Russell Wilson. You're going to have Tyler Lockett. You're going to still have DK Metcalf. You're going to have a running game back. And then whatever they do in free agency. This is Seattle went through a little lull there after the Legion of Boom where they weren't bad. They, re- they reconfigured their team. But that's what I'm saying. They weren't bad, but they just knew they had to restructure. Right. And they've put themselves in a position now to be a really, really, really good offense, right. borderline great offense, with a very good defense instead of the other way around. So, I mean, hats off to them for being able to do that and, and, and with the salary cap. And they're always continuously drafting later in the round because they've been competitive. Yeah. So it's kind of what the Patriots did when they, were, when they won in 04. They kind of started to... Fade, 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 and then they transitioned until we got to 07 when they had one of the greatest offenses in the league, and their defense was opportunistic, I yeah. would say. I yeah. would that you know, they, they got turnovers until they didn't get turnovers, is what, well, how the they won. The same thing as this year, essentially. Right. When they were turning the ball over, they were great, but they couldn't get turn the ball over, they couldn't do nothing. Um, I'm just concerned... About the Green Bay offense disappearing, and that be that's why I I, I shy away from them. Uh, and if Aaron Rodgers goes to old Aaron Rodgers and tries to win the game on his own, I just don't think it can happen. Not because of Aaron Rodgers, it's because he has one guy. I, I'm sorry, he has one guy, Devontae Adams. The rest of them are nice pieces. Yeah, unless. They're nice pieces in an offense if you're running the offense appropriately the way Matt LaFleur designed it. Right. If you're running the defense with Devontae Adams as a centerpiece on the receiving core and he's effective, the others are nice pieces. You're 100% to your point. Like That's that's good. And you run the ball with Aaron Jones or throw the ball to Aaron Jones, whatever he decides to do this game. Right. But, yeah, if if Devontae isn't Devontae, forget it. I mean, if you if you try to if he tries to go shotgun, if he like if he's blatantly audibleing on the field to shotgun and just trying to feed that ball to Devontae Adams, you're you're just telling Seattle, okay, take Shaquille Griffin, put him on Devontae Adams, and see how much luck they have, because I believe the rest the rest of the defense can cover everybody else, with the lone exception of maybe Aaron Jones can do something. I don't know. I don't know if he's a special running back or he's just taking taking the opportunity he's getting and, and running with it. 
Pun intended. Well, I'd argue one equals the other. So, so who is your winner in this one, sir? I have the Packers successfully defending home field mm-hmm. and winning the game 31-27. Okay. I have one upset, and it's Seattle is going to beat Green Bay. Huh. They're going to beat them 28-26. Okay. Both have a pretty close. Mm-hmm. Who's going to lead uh, in the stat categories? Russell Wilson will lead in passing. Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Jones will lead in running. Russell Wilson? And Devontae Adams will lead in receiving. We agree on that. And it'll be an interesting game, I think. I think it'll be the best game of the weekend. Yeah. I think it'll be second, I'm, second best. I know I'm joining a lot in that group, but I just think this one will be the best. I have to say, man, honestly, I know I just said first best, second best. But the, three really good games on the docket there. Three really With the exception of Kansas City and Houston. I know it's going to be, and I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's going to be a great game. Right. But, man, I think Minnesota San Fran is going to be entertaining. Tennessee Baltimore is going to be great. Seattle Green Bay could, could be a classic. I mean, that, that's, that's, I don't think it'll surpass this past wild card weekend because all, that, those are four just incredibly entertaining games. If for no other reason, the fact they came down to the wire. Yeah. All four of them came down to the final couple minutes. Out of these out of these eight teams, is there one is there one team that you don't think can win the Super Bowl? Houston. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Houston. I absolutely uh, honestly if despite the struggles of these teams, yeah. Houston and then maybe Minnesota, but honestly it wouldn't completely shock me. I just think the Dalvin Cook factor yeah. makes it where if they fed the beast for this week, next week, and, and, and the Super Bowl week, it wouldn't shock me. But, it, you know, it, it would shock me if, if Kirk Cousins was throwing 300 oh, yeah, yards yeah. and three touchdowns each week and Dalvin Cook was getting 86 to 90 yards. But, you know, if, if the, each offense does what it can do, yeah, with the lone exception at the Houston, we don't. We just they're frauds. Yeah. It's, it's it's what it is. It's frauds, and it's it's a product of their division. And I know the Patriots get you know crapped on because they have such an easy division. But Houston had a a division where a lot of issues were going on with each team, and. They got. They took. They took chance to their. They took the opportunity and ran with it. I was gonna say earlier in the year, you said that was the best division in football, right? And then it just turned to crap. And it petered out. Yeah, turned to crap. I thought it was gonna be like I, I saw. Uh, I, I saw each team, you know, performing better, better. But Gardner Minshew took fourteen steps back. Yeah, every one step he took forward, he took three backwards. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, who I thought was you know legitimately, you know progressing like he should have some reason after that foot injury just couldn't do anything you gotta wonder if that was still bothering him and and because tennessee didn't make the move earlier is why they didn't get the division and they lost to houston in week uh, 16 which sealed it 
And, yeah. then, they, and then they curiously didn't play the, uh, Derrick Henry week six. Uh, the, no, I'm sorry. Week 15, they lost to Houston. And then week 16, they curiously didn't play Derrick Henry and lost that game. Oh, well, yeah, he was injured. Or six I think or something I thought like that, I saw. But. I thought I read something that that Vrabel maybe kind of held him back, and then in hindsight, afterwards, after the season was over, maybe he should have played him. I doubt that because they had no guarantee they were going to make it if they didn't win those games. I don't. I don't understand that. I don't see any logic in that. They they won the game that they needed to win yeah. to get in, and now they're in yeah. the divisional week. So that also that's all well done. I would say if Tannehill is their starting quarterback all 16 games and he plays like he's playing now, like he played at the end of the season, um, I would take the Patriots game out because Tannehill has history with the Patriots. So that's probably why he was a little unorthodox and he's been playing. Well, he also handed the ball off 34 times to Derrick Henry. He really didn't have to do right. any more than he did. But even even with that, he had a couple of uh, – he had the pick and two – I don't know. I don't want to call them fumbles, but there was that rough exchange uh, under center, and then the rough um, shotgun pa- uh, shotgun hike that just he was looking one way and it, it hit him right in the soft spot. Um, can you see Tennessee taking over this division? Because I can absolutely. And Houston, if they don't win it this year. I don't know if they make it back to the playoffs for another two or three seasons, especially to your point. The leadership structure is just horrible. It's terrible. That defense isn't getting any better. J.J. Watt, for all of his greatness, is getting older, and he's had – we all know the injury problems he's had. He's playing with it. I don't I don't see how he's fully healthy right now. There's no way he is. But, I mean, the guy wants to be out there competing, so hats off to him. I've always been a J.J. Watt fan. Um, they didn't get a return on an investment of Judavian Cloud. Nope, not at all. And you had to expend a lot of your draft capital to go get Laramie Tunsil. So, so I mean, they, they can't do anything through the draft. I can see uh, they this. don't. They don't have a line. I don't know what they have as far as salary cap goes. It can't be a great amount. No. So I mean, they, they and their offensive players have them can't stay healthy. And if you don't sign Deshaun Watson, I mean, you're done. If you don't sign sign Deshaun Watson, you're setting your franchise back to five years, if not more. He's your franchise. Exactly. If I were them, I'd be willing to let Hopkins walk before I let Watson walk. Well, they they think they've resigned. They've resigned. They did, yeah. but I'm saying if I had to have that choice. Oh yeah, you start you start letting people go. If you let Filler, Fuller, oh gone. yeah, Stills, if he's he's got another contract coming up this year or next year, gone. Let him go. You start uh, Whitney Merciless. You just gotta say, I'm sorry, Whitney, you're done. These, JJ run, Watt, these running backs in general. JJ Watt. Eventually, you're just going to say goodbye. You just you just can't you you can't have a full season. So sorry, we just can't we can't deal with you. I mean, hey, they had Tyron Matthew who had a pretty good season last year. What did they do? They let him walk. Yeah. Well, I think we cover Banker Tank. I do want one call out though. One call out to our 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 leader on the scoreboard. Josh, Josh. Well, I don't. I don't know Josh. So, so I don't know Josh either. But when when he posts his stuff, he puts little comments on you know what he thinks is going to happen. Just a short little thing. I find it interesting. Oh, it's I a find, good call out then. It's a good call out. Yeah, it's a good call out. I was going to say I, actually, I like that too. I think that's yeah. fun. It's it's intriguing. I'm not saying everyone has to do it. I'm not saying you know it. it I'm just saying 
it's nice. It's, oh, it's cool, yeah. It shows a little insight yeah. onto what I think what he thinks is gonna happen. And it he's putting himself out there a little bit more. It's a nice touch. I'd like it. Kudos to Josh. Yeah. Good job, Josh. Keep it up, man. Not too much though, because I want to win, so And to everybody else who hasn't played, join in. Yeah. Come whether on you guys. can whether you can get the prize or not, join in. Have some fun. Well, Ben, where can they do that and have that fun? Well, they can go on Facebook. Ben and Chris talk football. I will post this uh, about it's about three or four hours after the episode drops. I will post the uh, playoff banker tank, and you can. Some of you need to listen to this part right here. Post it on that post. You want to direct message me? That's fine. So we did tell people direct message was okay. It, it is okay. I would prefer it to be on the post though. Eh, direct message is fine. Well, some people are texting me, too. Well, that's not part of the rules. No. Um, I guess, it, and, and if this reaches uh, a crowd that doesn't have Facebook and you only have Instagram, I do put this on Instagram, too. And if you're... And what's fervent, your Instagram address? Uh, if, you're not, if you're fervent against Facebook, then go on Instagram. And that's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. You just put it right under the post. And then we also have Twitter. To, if you want to engage with us on Twitter, it's uh, Ben Chris Talk Fo One. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Please let us know your thoughts and opinions on our picks and our game discussion, and we look forward to seeing your banker tank selections in the appropriate place. Yes, before the start of the games Saturday afternoon, and uh, yeah, we. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you right back here with the results of that banker tank Wednesday morning. Thank you.